Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and it is day 72. I'm excited because today we're beginning the gospel of Luke. Now, Luke is the physician who traveled with the Apostle Paul, and he also wrote the book of Acts. Some look at the gospel of Luke as a type of apologetic. It's very detailed. It's very thorough. So we're going to get into all this. It's going to be exciting. Our reading for today is coming from Numbers chapters 19 and 20, Luke chapter 1, verses 1 through 25, Psalm chapter 56, and Proverbs chapter 11, verse 8. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. Numbers chapter 19. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, This is the statute of the law that the Lord has commanded. Tell the people of Israel to bring you a red heifer without defect, in which there is no blemish, and on which a yoke has never come. And you shall give it to Eleazar the priest, and it shall be taken outside the camp and slaughtered before him. And Eleazar the priest shall take some of its blood with his finger and sprinkle some of its blood toward the front of the tent of meeting seven times. And the heifer shall be burned in his sight. Its skin, its flesh, and its blood, with its dung, shall be burned. And the priest shall take cedar wood and hyssop and scarlet yarn, and throw them into the fire, burning the heifer. Then the priest shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water, and afterward he may come into the camp. But the priest shall be unclean until evening." The one who burns the heifer shall wash his clothes in water and bathe his body in water and shall be unclean until evening. And a man who is clean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer and deposit them outside the camp in a clean place. And they shall be kept for the water for impurity for the congregation of the people of Israel. It is a sin offering. And the one who gathers the ashes of the heifer shall wash his clothes and be unclean until evening. And this shall be a perpetual statute for the people of Israel and for the stranger who sojourns among them. Whoever touches the dead body of any person shall be unclean seven days. He shall cleanse himself with the water on the third day and on the seventh day, and so be clean. But if he does not cleanse himself on the third day and on the seventh day, he will not become clean. Whoever touches a dead person, the body of anyone who has died, and does not cleanse himself, defiles the tabernacle of the Lord, and that person shall be cut off from Israel. Because the water for impurity was not thrown on him, he shall be unclean. His uncleanness is still on him. This is the law when someone dies in a tent. Everyone who comes into the tent and everyone who is in the tent shall be unclean seven days. And every open vessel that has no cover fastened on it is unclean. Whoever in the open field touches someone who was killed with the sword or who died naturally, or touches a human bone or a grave, shall be unclean seven days. For the unclean they shall take some ashes of the burnt sin offering, and fresh water shall be added in a vessel. Then a clean person shall take hyssop, and dip it in the water, and sprinkle it on the tent, and on all the furnishings, and on the persons who were there, and on whoever touched the bone or the slain, or the dead, or the grave. And the clean person shall sprinkle it on the unclean on the third day and on the seventh day. 
Thus on the seventh day he shall cleanse him, and he shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water, and at evening he shall be clean. If the man who is unclean does not cleanse himself, that person shall be cut off from the midst of the assembly, since he has defiled the sanctuary of the Lord. Because the water for impurity has not been thrown on him, he is unclean. And it shall be a statute forever for them. The one who sprinkles the water for impurity shall wash his clothes, and the one who touches the water for impurity shall be unclean until evening. And whatever the unclean person touches shall be unclean, and anyone who touches it shall be unclean until evening. Numbers chapter 20 And the people of Israel, the whole congregation, came into the wilderness of Zin in the first month, and the people stayed in Kadesh. And Miriam died there and was buried there. Now there was no water for the congregation, and they assembled themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. And the people quarreled with Moses and said, Would that we had perished when our brothers perished before the Lord! Why have you brought the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness, that we should die here, both we and our cattle? And why have you made us come up out of Egypt to bring us to this evil place? It is no place for grain or figs or vines or pomegranates, and there is no water to drink. Then Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the entrance of the tent of meeting and fell on their faces. And the glory of the Lord appeared to them. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the staff and assemble the congregation, you and Aaron your brother, and tell the rock before their eyes to yield its water. So you shall bring water out of the rock for them and give drink to the congregation and their cattle. And Moses took the staff from before the Lord as he commanded him. Then Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock, and he said to them, Hear now, you rebels, shall we bring water for you out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock with his staff twice, and water came out abundantly. And the congregation drank and their livestock. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe in me, to uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given them. These are the waters of Meribah, where the people of Israel quarreled with the Lord, and through them he showed himself holy. Moses sent messengers from Kadesh to the king of Edom. Thus says your brother Israel, you know all the hardship that we have met, how our fathers went down to Egypt, and we lived in Egypt a long time, and the Egyptians dealt harshly with us and our fathers. And when we cried to the Lord, He heard our voice and sent an angel and brought us out of Egypt. And here we are in Kadesh, a city on the edge of your territory. Please let us pass through your land. We will not pass through field or vineyard, or drink water from a well. We will go along the king's highway. We will not turn aside to the right hand or to the left until we have passed through your territory. But Edom said to him, You shall not pass through, lest I come out with the sword against you. And the people of Israel said to him, We will go up by the highway, and if we drink of your water, I and my livestock, then I will pay for it. Let me only pass through on foot, nothing more. But he said, You shall not pass through. And Edom came out against them with a large army and with a strong force. 
Thus Edom refused to give Israel passage through his territory. So Israel turned away from him. And they journeyed from Kadesh. And the people of Israel, the whole congregation, came to Mount Hor. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron at Mount Hor, on the border of the land of Edom, Let Aaron be gathered to his people, for he shall not enter the land that I have given to the people of Israel, because you rebelled against my command at the waters of Meribah. Take Aaron and Eleazar his son and bring them up to Mount Hor, and strip Aaron of his garments and put them on Eleazar his son, and Aaron shall be gathered to his people and shall die there. Moses did as the Lord commanded, and they went up Mount Hor in the sight of all the congregation. And Moses stripped Aaron of his garments and put them on Eleazar his son. And Aaron died there on the top of the mountain. Then Moses and Eleazar came down from the mountain. And when all the congregation saw that Aaron had perished, all the house of Israel wept for Aaron thirty days. Luke chapter 1, verses 1 through 25. And as much as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the things that have been accomplished among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah, and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. Now while he was serving as priest before God when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord, and he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. And the people were waiting for Zechariah, and they were wondering at his delay in the temple. And when he came out, he was unable to speak to them. And they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple, and he kept making signs to them and remained mute. 
And when his time of service was ended, he went to his home. After these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she kept herself hidden, saying, Thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me, to take away my reproach among people. Psalm chapter 56 Be gracious to me, O God, for man tramples on me. All day long an attacker oppresses me. My enemies trample on me all day long, for many attack me proudly. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise, in God I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? All day long they injure my cause. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They stir up strife. They lurk. They watch my steps as they have waited for my life. For their crime will they escape? In wrath, cast down the peoples, O God. You have kept count of my tossings. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? Then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. This I know, that God is for me. In God, whose word I praise. In the Lord, whose word I praise. In God I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? I must perform my vows to you, O God. I will render thank offerings to you. For you have delivered my soul from death, yes, my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of life. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 8. The righteous is delivered from trouble, and the wicked walks into it instead. Let's pray. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Today, I don't come asking you for anything, but I want to say thank you. You're such an awesome God, and I just praise your name. You said in your word that you inhabit the praises of your people. So God, we just exalt you. We say that there is no one like you. You are worthy. You deserve all the honor and the glory and the praise. You are unmatched. You're just incredible. You're awesome. You're almighty, and you are my God. And humbly do I bow down before you, and I'm so grateful that you call me your own. I'm grateful for the cross, grateful for the resurrection, and that you're working in our lives by the power of your Holy Spirit. There's just none like you. So again, I just thank you. I thank you for what you're doing with this podcast. Thank you that your gospel continues to spread across the nations of the world, that it's affecting change. Let Jesus Christ be exalted. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Today's devotional is going to be a little bit unique. And as we launch it, I have to say that you may notice, maybe not, my voice is a little raspy, and it's because I preached earlier today, this morning. And so I may have blown my voice out a little bit, got a little too excited. Occasionally, I upload sermons to my other podcast, Randy in Real Life. Not that often, but I need to start doing that a lot more. I want to look in Numbers chapter 20, and this is a fascinating passage of Scripture here. We're looking at the waters here of Meribah, um, and it says that the people were quarreling against Moses and against Aaron. In verse 3, it says the people quarreled with Moses. And look, they keep doing the same thing. They're angry. Why'd you bring us out to die? You know, it was woe is me. 
They just never seem to stop. But let's listen right here. In verse 6, Then Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the entrance of the tent of meeting and fell on their faces. We see this pattern with Moses and Aaron. People are coming out against them. They're mocking them. They're yelling at them. They're angry at them. And Moses and Aaron are always falling on their faces. This posture of prayer is so significant. It says, The glory of the Lord appeared to them. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the staff, now listen carefully here, and assemble the congregation, you and Aaron, your brother, and tell the rock, so speak to the rock, is what he's supposed to do, tell the rock before their eyes to yield its water. So this is a miracle that's going to happen. Moses is supposed to speak to the rock and then water is going to come out, right? It says here, so you shall bring water out of the rock for them and give drink to the congregation and their cattle. And look in verse nine, and Moses took the staff from before the Lord as he commanded him because God told him, right? Take the staff. So he took the staff from before the Lord as he commanded him. You see this all throughout Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, as the Lord commanded Moses. It's a phrase that we've read over and over and over as we've been going through these books. But then look what happens now. Verse 10 Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock, and he said to them, now look, Moses is obviously mad. Here now, you rebels. Now, I don't recall God telling him to address them that way. But then he said this, shall we bring water for you out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock with his staff twice. And water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank in their livestock. So God still moved on behalf of the people for the people. But Moses was not supposed to strike that rock. He was supposed to speak to the rock. And so there is no, at the end of this passage, so Moses did as the Lord commanded him. And God dealt with Moses and Aaron. Verse 12, And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe in me, to uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given them. And we saw that happen already with Aaron now. He went up on the mountain and he died. We don't know the hows or the whys or whats, but he died. And there was no, as the Lord commanded Moses. And I want to say this, that these passages are given to us for an example. We get to look at the life of Moses, look at the life of Aaron, look at the children of Israel. We can learn from their good things, the bad things, the mistakes, the successes, the failures from it all. And I know this for me. I'm sure there've been so many times where It could be written, if there was a book on my life, how about you, if there could be a book written on your life, and we could compare the times where it says, and Randy did as the Lord commanded, versus Randy just did this. So many of them. The Bible says in Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And I want to be led by the Spirit. So it could be said about my life, and Randy did as the Spirit of God led him. So much more that we could say about this. Man, we're seeing so much right here. You know, Leviticus, Numbers gives a lot of information, a lot of details, very exhaustive. So I'm really loving we're going to see pictures here now and some stories of Moses and Aaron and the children of Israel. It's just so good. Hey, I hope you're really enjoying this. I risk that we could just say so much more. But again, this is just like an appetizer, just a short devotional from our passages each day. I'd love to hear from you. So please continue to share with me. Let me know what the Lord is saying by sending me an email. Go to randygoodo.com and 
you can send me an email right from there on my homepage. Have an incredible day, and I will see you tomorrow with Day 73.